Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Every day, every flipping day, Cash Elliot. God. Except for, except for, except for um, the fact that today I have completely sunburnt my thighs. Catherine, I have sunburnt my thighs and it's sore. And the cat, the oh, young what a cat, Patty, image. Just, it is a delightful image, actually, for lots of women and men out there. Uh, it might be scary for children, but they should be in bed by now. Uh, I was sat here in shorts <laughs> with sunburnt legs, and Patty, she's a cat, uh, jumped up and climbed up my um, uh, bare leg using just claws. Using just claws. She's not a cat. She's a cow. The cats are very excited because the dog has gone. We have sent the dog back to the dog shop. Uh, It has gone back to the home where it lives and it will not be coming back. So the cats have got free reign of the house. And to celebrate, they've been, uh, two of them have been climbing the curtains, literally climbing the curtains. Don't snort. Well, they can't blow up balloons. What are they supposed to do? Exactly. Good evening, dear listener. The late night alternative. My oh my. You don't know how close we came to blowing this entire gig off tonight as the very complicated computer-based system we use to uh, make this show happen wasn't working. And after four attempts, I was about, uh, literally four attempts, I was thinking, "Ah, let's have a night off. But no, goddammit, Amy, who is in London and is connecting us, would not allow us to do that. She gave me a pep talk. She threw a metaphor bucket of water over me and even uh, uh, slapped my face from some distance away. So we are here tonight with the Late Night Alternative. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You know the rules. You can give us a call about anything. It's Friday. Let's stick around. Let's mess around. But, 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 but. We kind of started a conversation uh, uh, yesterday and I wanted to speak to, uh, well, I've used the term expert because this guy is an expert. He's got two titles in front of his name. Imagine that, Catherine. We now work on a show where we can book guests that have got two titles in front of their name and they're big titles. Uh, He's the uh, Professor of Organisational Psychology and Health at MBS Manchester University. It's Professor Sir Kerry Cooper. Evening, Kerry. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks, Ian. How you been? I'm very, very well. You're fairly low. That's what I hear. You're feeling low about all this. 
I well, listen. Let me I, let me go the, the stages. I, I I was I had fear. I was living in fear for for maybe a week or so. Pure fear. I've I've grew up, you know, in the 80s when we were all expecting to die from a nuclear war, and so this is kind of you know felt like for a while. Doesn't now felt like an Armageddon that we were going through. So I went through the fear, and you know, I'd be making a cup of coffee, then would just start weeping. Um, I'm out the other side of that, pretty much. Um, and I'm now, well, listen, let me read you a tweet that I sent, because okay, this kind of started it off. And I was just checking to see if it was just me, or if there are others. This is the tweet. I'm so demotivated, just seem to sit around doing nothing. Loads of stuff I could do and want to do and just can't. Anyone else having that? Now, I had 1,600 likes of that, loads of replies, and nearly every single reply, save about four or five, were, yeah, I, I, I thought I'd be doing loads of stuff. I was going to learn a language. I've got paint to paint the bedroom, and I, it, all I can do is get up and move to the TV and watch Netflix. So I, I, I'm wondering, Kerry, is the, I, I know we're in a unique situation, so we don't really have anything to compare this with. Is, is this some kind of psychological phenomenon where everybody is just filled with a malaise and lethargy? Yeah, I, th I think you're absolutely right. And it, it's a kind of form of depression in a way, mild depression. Think about it. What causes people in life generally uh, to be stressed or feeling anxious or depressed or lethargic or whatever. It's two things. One, uncertainty, and then lack of control over that uncertainty. And we right. have it in spades, don't we? Yeah. It, the, the, right now, both of those prevail. We don't know when it's going to end, so there's a lot of uncertainty about that. If we knew, if we knew this thing was going to end on May 1st, you wouldn't feel that way. But, it, but it's, we don't know when it's going to end. And we have no control over it. Those two factors are I think a lot of people are feeling this, Ian. They're feeling yeah. a bit low and everything else. But to overcome it, what yeah. we have to do is we have to latch on to something you want to live for. Hey, and being active, like you say, you maybe want to learn a language or you want to play the piano or you want to do something active. And that's what you have to do. You, The one of the two things that causes you to feel the way you do the control one is the one to some extent you can do something about. In other words, I'm not going to let this depress me. I'm not going to let this make me feel I just kind of flop in front of the TV set. I'm going to learn the damn language. I am going to stay connected socially to everybody that I care mm. about. I'm going to go back to old friends that I have memories about who are around, but I haven't talked to them in a long time because I've led such a busy life. I have friends who... You know, I have a friend, a couple of colleagues of mine who are in their late, say, late middle 60s, late 60s, and both of them have cancer, and they're being treated right now. But I haven't talked to them for a long time, so guess what? I'm doing it on a regular basis now because it makes me feel good that I'm talking to people who I think are, are worse off than I am yeah. and, and, want, and want to hear from me. And now that I've started the conversation with them, I'm talking to them at least once, sometimes twice a week. Makes me feel good. They feel good. I'm thinking about them. And I'm trying to do something positive. I'm trying to gain control of a situation. I have no control over. None of us do in this scenario. The government what? doesn't. Obviously, the government has absolutely no control over what's going on. And so, therefore, that's the one thing I can do. You know, the uncertainty is there. It's not going to leave. 
until we get all the testing and until we're doing a million tests a day, forget 100,000, and until we do various things, this thing will be with us for a while. One but, of the good times, Kerry, I'm, I'm sorry, there's ever such a slight delay. So if I, if, if you know, the, the, the thing we're telling all of our guests is if you start speaking, you keep powering through that sentence because there's this weird little delay. But what you mentioned feeling good and stuff, talking to, to other people. And that has been one of the times I felt actual joy. I, I have, I've had my kids around a lot and I'm tired, but I felt joy around them. But I've got a lovely old lady who lives next door, Betty, who is, who's in her mid 80s. And I'm popping over there. I'm popping over there nearly every day now just to check on her, just to make sure she's OK. Okay, ask if there's anything I can do, and You're also gives her a bit of company. Right thing, Ian. Yeah, You're doing the exact right thing. You are thinking about other people. Yeah, people who are worse off than you are, mate. And and I think that's what we all have to do. And there are a heck of a lot of people out there. And you know why I don't like the concept of social distancing and whoever came up, what PR firm ever came up with that, or some PR guy in, in government. It should be physical distancing, but social yeah. connectedness. What we need now, more than ever, we're, you know, we're very social animals, and we like, we need other people, and we need to connect with them. Okay, it's going to be virtual, it's going to be by me, mainly by, you know, the, the various platforms that we can use, WhatsApp and FaceTime and all the rest of it, but also we have people in our neighborhood, right, near us, who yeah. we can go see, people we can connect with in a variety of ways. By going seeing, I mean, over the garden fence, yeah. across the street, 12 feet away from them, right? I'm doing that, but I'm staying away from them, and they're staying away from me, but we're connecting. I wonder if that's why the applause on a Thursday night at 8 o'clock, partly why that's... Ah become such an important thing because you are connecting you're seeing and if you're not seeing them you're certainly hearing other people and it feels like for those two minutes we're not so alone exactly exactly and by the way we did it here i live in cheshire right so we did it here yeah. and uh, last night at eight o'clock and everybody's staying about 15 20 feet away from everybody else but actually, they kind of congregated around the road, but not congregated around the road, in pairs like couples who were living yeah. together, but far distance away from each other. And it was communal. It was really yeah. communal. You're absolutely right. And that makes you feel, you know, you're not alone. You're not isolated. Human be And, you know, hopefully, maybe we'll begin after this damn thing's over to appreciate some of the things that we just took for granted. This is what life's about, you know. It's not um, what what is life about, and and maybe we will start connecting more and thinking more about other people and our relationships, and don't just think about your work and mm. getting money, you know, and trying to be successful and trying to climb the greasy pole. You know, this is a reset, and it in a funny sort of way, I think it's that's the only that's the only positive out of all these sad deaths that we're seeing you, you mentioned doing things right and I'm, I'm sat in my little home studio and i've got a whiteboard over there and it was where i write my list of things that I, i'm you know big projects and small little projects and stuff and i've got on there the, my kids want to build a go-kart i've never built a go-kart but we can look it up and so i've got written on their go-kart i've got to write a column for a magazine i write and i've written that i write a book i want to write a book and i look at them every day and go yeah no i'll do it tomorrow and i guess that the, the, because there is this malaise and there is this lethargy 
that yeah it, we maybe it would be good to try and sit down and go all right at least i'm going to try and write something for 30 minutes so i feel like i'm doing something but if at the end of the day we haven't achieved anything that's okay as well isn't it because it's really easy to get into that thing of going i didn't do anything and start beating yourself up and making yourself feel worse but, but that's going into the big achievement bit again you don't yeah. have to you know you don't have you don't have to actually finish it it's something you're involved in you maybe want to learn the piano you want to do that do it and just see where you come from you know what what it does for you and and we need to be active we need to be psychologically active cognitively active and we need to engage ourselves because by doing that and and the other thing is what you latch on to in is your kids right yeah i'm latching into my grandkids i have six under eight i am going to be around this thing's not going to take me no way charlie brown i got grandkids i adore and haven't been able to see him for a month now okay so i'm 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 hanging on to that i'm being very positive i'm doing a whole variety of things that normally i haven't done and gives me an opportunity gives us all an opportunity and to appreciate it so you know if you're going to do this go-kart do it well, How does... aren't with you though, Ian? Are they? they they're not now. They they have their, their mum is is working. She's a reporter, so they, I've had them for a couple of weeks. They've gone home tonight, but they're coming back tomorrow for the weekend. So they they, they, they come and go, and we're allowed to do that. as one of the oh yeah the yeah rules. absolutely allowed to do that. Well, uh, that's great. I think that's yeah. fantastic. See, you have something. We all have the people yeah. who have a sense of purpose. You know, there's nothing we can do about whether our immune system is going to be able to cope with it or whether our lungs will be able to cope with it. You can't just sit around thinking about that and trying to wallow and then go, you know, just watch films all day long. That's not going to sort this out. You got oh, to I was wallowing. For them and for yeah. your future with them. And I, and I think, I, I personally think, because this is going to go on for quite a while, it'll probably go on for another six weeks, minimally, maybe two months. Okay, whatever it is, it is, right? At the end of that, I think all of us, as human beings will reflect on our life and appreciate a heck of a lot more in it and invest in people a heck of a lot more rather than just trying to uh, gain status in society or money or whatever it is that we've been, you know, that I think we've been doing probably blindly for too long. Talk Radio. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Talk radio. Kath, how are you coping with this? Because I know it's a slightly different setup with you because you're there with your husband yeah. and you've got your kids living with you permanently. And as much as I yeah. love my boys, boy, it was a relief to say goodbye to them just for 24 hours today. How are you finding doing stuff? It's been strange this last week or so without sort of the homeschool thing because that had given us a little bit of a routine. In the morning we yeah. had things that we did and then in the afternoon we'd kind of freestyle a bit more but it gave us, it kind of punctuated the day a bit more and the danger of course is during the holidays when you're freestyling, the kids go into their corners and you go into yours. I've read a book, I've nearly finished a book. I don't think I've picked up a book and read this much um, for, well, since the kids have been you know, able to pester me for anything whenever I sat down. So it, it, it's a weird situation. I'm I'm kind of resigned to just taking every day as it comes, making yeah. sure that it's not as I'm making it as not weird as possible for the kids. Yeah. And um, some kind of routine I'm, and structure, Catherine. Do you? Yeah, exactly. You know, and but also really not trying to think too far ahead. Yeah, you know, I do Monday to Friday like I'm still at work, so I get dressed. Yeah. You know, smart, casual, I don't wear a suit. I never do anyway. But anyway, I try to do that. I do uh, uh, homeschooling with my, one of my granddaughters from 2 to 3 o'clock every day. And it makes me, it stabilizes me. Mm-hmm. I think we need that kind of routine, that some kind of structure. Hang on a minute. Kerry, sir, sir, Kerry, excuse me. You're a professor of psychology and you don't wear a bow tie? What the hell is going on with this world? <laughs> pair of jeans. <laughs> <laughs> this, oh, you're one of those. Oh my God, standards oh, no. are falling. <laughs> <laughs> How? So, where where are your your grandkids? Are they here or are they back in the yeah. states? Oh, not... No, no, all my no. I have. I, I was, uh, you know, I've been here for now. I came as a student fifty years ago. Would you oh, believe? Okay, right, I'm in right. my seventies. Yeah. So I came fifty Jeez. years ago. I have all my kids were born here, but they're dual citizens because they, you know, one of them lives in L.A. And I have two grandkids in London who I'm extremely close to, two in Cheshire and two in Nottingham, right? Okay. But I can't see any of them because I'm, you know, like the rest of us, locked down. Yeah. But trying to, you know, like Catherine said, trying to, you know, fit everything in. You have homeschooling. You have the work you have to do and prepare for that and everything else. And it's good. It's good to have a pattern and try to keep it relatively stable are we sitting on um uh, you know i'm i'm a recovering addict and alcoholic and i'd, I'd see therapist a therapist and I'd, i'm very open about my mental health stuff so i'm quite yeah. tuned in to my feelings and my emotions and, and whether i'm up or down i you know i kind of keep a monitor on it but i'm seeing from a lot of people who um have never knowingly suffered from mental health issues that they're starting to maybe sink a little bit and i'm just wondering if when this ends, and when I say when this ends, I'm talking about the whole thing. So maybe in a year, 18 months, you know, when we're pretty yeah. much out the other side of this. Are we going to see a huge number of people with mental health issues, you know, with, with depression, yeah. with anxiety? with Because we are all realising now how paper thin our existence is and how little we have control over. And that's a big thing. I've always known that. But that's a big thing for a lot of people to grasp. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting you should say this. About a week ago, a clinical lead for the Northwest from the NHS, a, a very senior doctor, set up a working group 
an advisory group. And we're preparing this, by the way, over this weekend, would you believe, uh, hoping to send it to the NHS nationally and to government. We're looking at that issue and what facilities do we have available. But we're starting with people who are working, who are healthcare workers. Think about that. Think about, we heard about that, wasn't it a nurse in King's Hospital who committed suicide after eight people died in her ward? Oh, I hadn't heard that, but I can, yeah, I can well uh, believe I think it. That, I think that's accurate. It was something Aye. like that. That triggered off, is there going to be a post-traumatic stress impact months after mm. the, the, the virus is depleted among healthcare staff who have been at the front line? And so we're trying to think of what resources, how do we recognize it, how do we train clinical people to recognize the symptoms in it? But I think two things are happening. I think there are a number of people in the population generally now who are suffering anxiety for the first time. I mean, and will suffer it. There'll be some people who have a death in the family or who are healthcare worker uh, who will will get who will get post-traumatic stress down the line if they've think about the stress they have in what they're doing. Think about what they're exposed to. Uh, people dying, large numbers of them, mm. and that and and intensely, and they'll have to, and they're going to be working long hours as well. They have no option because we don't have enough people, uh, healthcare workers, nurses, doctors, and the like. So I anticipate uh, a, a, a post-traumatic stress impact, particularly on the front line, people in the on the front line, but, but the, in families no, as well. I mean, the front line you know, now as well, also. People. You mentioned, of course, the NHS and the brilliant stuff they're doing. But who, who'd have thought that the, the, the front line would also include people who work in Tesco's, uh, Amazon Absolutely. delivery drivers, postmen and women, all of these people that we take for granted and some corners of society look down and sneer upon. These are the ones that are actually really important in keeping everything going. And I do wonder, once this is over and we go back to, in inverted commas, normal, whatever that new normal is going to be, um, yeah. though, so, I mean, you know, the guy, I, I had a great chat when, when I went to Tesco's a few weeks ago. This was kind of before the schools had closed. And I was talking to the guy behind the counter and I said, you, have you had much trouble here? He said, yeah, I've had a few people tell me to F off. And there, there was a fight here the other day. And and I just, th- th- these people don't get paid enough. And and when this is over and they go back to normal, you're, I'm guessing there's going to be huge stresses with them as well. PTSD is probably the right term. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's interesting because now that's being reset now, how we how we value people. So we yeah. pay football players, some football players, and I'm a football fan, by the way, 350 to 400,000 a week. Right. Yeah. And we pay people who drive lorries to supermarkets to feed us in this time, making themselves extremely vulnerable, by the way. By doing that, they have to deliver. They have to carry things that other people have touched who may be infected. They have to go into supermarkets where there are lots of people. So it's changing. I think it's resetting the button about, you know, who's who's worth what in our society. Who's Who's actually making a contribution? And we're getting all sorts of people who are key workers who are not necessarily at the front line of the NHS. They are obviously key workers, ambulance people and people like that. But I just I think it that's that's a very valuable thing. And will we value them to the extent that we'll pay them more? I don't know. But I thought I think what 
what was great the other night was about carers and people, all sorts of people, and applauding, you know, the lorry drivers, the people working in in, yeah. in the pharmacies, the people working in the supermarkets. I, you know, I think they now feel we recognize their contribution. There, there has do. to there has to be a shift, and 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 when this ends, if the government don't come out and say, right, we're we're going to pay nurses, for example, you know, a, a huge bonus, or we're going to give them a, a a significant pay rise, then I think the government's going to get their asses kicked by people who who have seen just how valuable they are. Kerry, I feel we we try and keep this show very upbeat and very light, and and we this is kind of the longest we've spoken about this because there are so many other shows, but I just I just wanted people to if they were feeling the lethargy and the apathy that I spoke of, it's comforting to know that there are others like you. Is oh, there any way we can lend this? feeling that, Ian. Honest to God, we're going yeah. to come out of this. Honest to God, we're going to come out of this, and we're going to come out better for this in a strange way. People are, who are, go are going to lose family members, that's horrific. But uh, the rest of us, maybe that'll make us think and reflect more on what this is all about and appreciate our kids, our grandkids, our neighbors, our close friends, people we've worked with for years but haven't seen them for years. Come on, this is an opportunity. There you go. That's what I wanted. I was going to ask for, for, for an upbeat ending, and you've given us one. Uh, Professor Sir Kerry Cooper, it's, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Stay safe, and lots of love to your grand. When you say you're homeschooling, what, what subjects are you taking on? Well, I, I ask her which ones does she want, but I, I download stuff. My wife does. She's brilliant at it. She, what my wife does is she downloads stuff for me for a person, a kid in the, in the second year. And yeah. then we, you know, I do it. So I've done planets. I've done animals and plants. <laughs> I love it. I've done, you know, a variety. And then she says to me, would you believe, and I love this. She's wonderful. She says, D Granddad, can you tell me about the Cold War? This is a seven-year-old. It's just about to be seven. The Cold I War. It. I say, excuse me. And that Carrie, only I know about it. But I lived it. I lived Carrie, it. It's, exactly. it's, it's so nice to talk to you, my friend. Stay you safe too, and we'll, we'll, we'll speak to you again. Catherine as well. Thank you. So nice to hear from you. Thank okay, you, take care, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Professor Sir Kerry Cooper, uh, Professor of Organisational Psychology and Health at MBS Manchester University. I want a cool title, Catherine. I want a I want a cool title of like that. Yeah, the, the professor would be cool. Uh, uh, the the sir. Would, I'm, I'm listen. I'm not going to turn it down, Your Majesty. If you're listening, the sir would be. In fact, I had a doze this afternoon and I had a dream that I got an OBE and I went, Is there any way we can bump this up to first class? But just a title like that. <laughs> I really want a title, Catherine. You know, raid, radio host. Oh, jeez, radio host. I mean, what, what, what does what does that mean? I mean, Scott Mills is a radio host. It's nothing. <laughs> you mean Sir Scott Mills? Um, so, oh you're have no! To tick off some... <laughs> I'm joking. You're gonna have to tick off a few more things off your whiteboard, I think, in order to get that uh, sirship. Jeez. Oh, the show goes on 03444991000. Dave, Mark, stay there. This is the Late Night Alternative Weeknights from 10 with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. 
only from Rustolium.